0: As a football coach, I was always aware of our team's weaknesses. It was my job to maximize the benefits of our strengths and overcome the potential detriments of those shortcomings. I do the same thing with every vehicle I flip. If you buy and sell cars for a profit, or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life, despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, the number one goal of this podcast is to help our listeners make more money. Let's get to it, flippers. Welcome, flippers to the uh, 51st episode of Flipping Genius. It's the first episode of our second season of Flipping Genius. And uh, today we're going to talk about overcoming shortcomings. Uh, When I first started thinking about this subject, it was related to uh, somebody just asking me, how do I go about selling a car with well over 200,000 miles on it? Is anybody going to buy this car? And I right away said, yes, I've, I've sold maybe hundreds of cars that have over 200,000 miles on them. And my, my personal vehicles, I know they all have over 200,000 miles on them. As you've heard me talk about, one of them has about 350. Um, but that's started me thinking about shortcomings, and it made me realize that there's a lot of shortcomings we have to overcome. And just like I was saying in our, our brief introduction there, that when I was a football coach, I had to look at our team's weaknesses, the shortcomings of our team, and we had to figure out how to maximize our strengths and overcome those weaknesses. And that's the same exact thing we do with a vehicle. And I then I realized that it's not just the vehicle, this individual vehicle that we have things to overcome uh it's every element that we deal with let me explain first i'll take a look at a vehicle and certainly you can look at it cosmetically there's your exterior problems Uh, the body itself could have faded paint it could have body damage it could have a broken windshield that's that's when it stands out uh a lot um Missing trim, uh, cloudy or broken headlights, uh, and just tons of other things, uh, including uh, headlights and lights that don't work. I, I, I couldn't make a list of every single thing. Um, in the interior, again, cosmetically, you've got the upholstery, the, the carpet. uh Something that that I, I need I need help with all the time is is uh, not if it's clean I can see if it's not clean but I can't smell it I, I don't have a very good sense of smell I take vehicles to my mechanic and and I'll drop them off and I'll come back to pick them up and they'll say how did you drive that here because it it smells so bad um, so <laughs> that's that's when I need help to overcome uh, the headliner that's that's something I always look up if you're looking at cars especially if you're dealing with older cars like I do. Um, look up the headliner it can be a, a big drawback, and you definitely want to notice that. Um, the dashboard uh, is it is it cracked? Is it damaged? Um, and features inside. I, I guess this is kind of mechanical, but but do the windows go up and down? Do the do the interior lights work? Does the, the power seat work? Does the power locks work? All those things. Um, these are all can be detriments, um, but we're going to talk about are these deal killers are they are they things that you can recover from and what we can do Uh, but let's before we get into that let's look at the mechanics now i mentioned right at the beginning the 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 miles uh, how many miles are in the car we'll talk about that um but other things you're going to notice mechanically right off are the tires in good shape now this is a this is a uh a misleading one, by the way, especially if you're buying cars the way I do. A lot of times I'm, I'm buying cars that might be sitting someplace that somebody doesn't want uh, or possibly buying repossessed cars that have been sitting. This is a big thing. If the, the vehicle can have tread on the tire and still bad tire. So be careful on that one. Um, brakes can be bad. Uh, a battery that's that's that won't hold power. Um, are there lights on on the dash? These are all things they're going to notice right away. Uh, your check engine light, your ABS light, your traction control light, other lights like, like that. Um, naturally, the running strength of your engine, the drivability of your of your uh, of your transmission, and how does that vehicle ride? This can go back to those tires, by the way. It can be the the tires can be the issue, but how does it ride when you get it up to speed? And of course, there's a lot more than that. Sorry, I'm battling a little bit of a cold. I think my voice sounds a little bit off and I got to take a, a sip or two of this Kickapoo joy juice every every five minutes just to keep my voice fresh. Don't know why I had to show, share that with you, but it was a shortcoming I'm dealing with and I'm, I'm letting you know. <laughs> um, but other shortcomings come up too that, that you've got to recognize and you've got to deal with. And me have nothing to do with this one individual vehicle. It could be that it is your only individual vehicle. What is the selection that you're offering and if if you've got somebody looking for a van and you don't have any vans, that's a shortcoming um, then you can we can go uh, go a lot of different directions with that, but you get my point um, what about your fa- financing capabilities uh, or do you even offer or desire to offer kind financing? because that's a shortcoming that, that can eliminate a lot of business. Um, what about your location? I, are you out in the country Are you in the city? Are you, you know, are, are you in a bad location? Cause it's hard to find you. <laughs> these are, these are also things that you're going to have to remedy. Um, what about your communication skills? Are you having to take a lot of kick poo joy juice, uh, breaks to, to, uh, <laughs> keep talking? Are you, are you good at speaking? Are you better off at, at, uh, being in person than you are on the phone. Know yourself, know your limitations, because uh, until you do, it's hard to improve. Um, and your availability. I, I know a lot of the listeners are are doing uh, flipping on the side. That's not your full-time gig. So if you're working 65 hours a week, you may not be available that often. Um, so you want to maximize the effectiveness and, and the availability of, of your Self and, and whoever you help get it to help you with this. Um, but we'll talk about all these things. Um, we're going to we're going to talk about each line. uh You know, just just like we would if if we're talking about football. I mean, I thought it's timely because it, it, as I record this, it is uh, January 5th, uh, 2021. And it uh, happens to be my little brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Matthew. And uh, and it is, uh, I know you may be listening to this at a different time. And actually, we've got the college football national championship coming up next week. And, and the Ohio State Buckeyes are playing the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. And, of course, I uh, frequently refer to Coach Saban. I'm also from Ohio, so I, I, I've got a lot of. A lot of interest in how this comes out, even though neither one of my my chosen team. Um, and the other reason I'm, I'm talking about it is football is because I, I I did coach football for a time um, in uh, Tennessee uh, with uh, in the, on the high school level, so it is something that, that definitely resonates with me. And I think it's it's uh, as I started to think about these weaknesses that we need to overcome, I recognize that that it is exactly. Like I was saying in the intro, there, it just makes sense that we treat it like, like you know, Coach Saban would be treating his Crimson Tide. Although he has very few short shortcomings to overcome, and that's why he's in that in that game. Um, but the first thing you do is, as a coach, you do pregame preparation. I mean. Yes, you study film and you learn your opponent. There's no doubt about that. You've got to know your opponent, but you've got to know yourself too. So you've got to know your equipment and what your what your strengths and what your weaknesses are of, of that vehicle and what you offer. Now, this is not – I'm not going to try to teach you how to sell a vehicle because I believe a, a vehicle should pretty much sell itself. It's important that you communicate what you know about a vehicle. But as you as you know, if you've been around more than one opportunity to sell a car, people that come and look at your car, it, it feels like that is their their mission, is to find everything wrong with your car. So it's a good idea to know what's wrong with your car before they get there so they don't surprise you. And the same thing, know yourself. You know, know what you bring to the table. And, and then the next thing, after you have this, this pre-game preparation and you are ready for that, that meeting with the person who's coming to look at your vehicle, be ready to make those halftime adjustments. Uh, you know, the definition of insanity, we've all heard that, is repeating the same actions and expecting a different result. So that is the key. You, you, you've got to be able to make those adjustments. Yeah, I'm going to go fill this jug up with Kickapoo Joy Juice, and I will be right back. That's a pretty rare thing that you just go buy a vehicle and then automatically flip it. Um, there's There can be a little bit of that. In fact, uh, Jeremy Fisher was our guest on episode 43, I believe. And Jeremy's uh, course, Three Hour Flip Academy, talks a lot about uh, quick, easy fixes and quick, easy sales and turning a profit quickly. And I, I love the concept, and it's definitely something very doable. By the way, Jeremy's course, Three Hour Flip Academy, is available in our resources uh, page at flippinggenius.com for just $49. So I do recommend that you pick that up, study it, and look for ways to to make (laughs) that that quick dollar. It's awesome. But typically, uh, when I buy a vehicle, uh, it's a little bit of time between the time I buy it and the time it winds up on the lot or in a sale, um, with the exception of maybe an auction. And that's because I want to make sure that I've got the best opportunity to sell that vehicle for the most money. Now, there's probably some uh, reason to not necessarily do that. And there's definitely some reason to not do that with some vehicles because there's just not much meat on the bone. There's not much opportunity to do that. By the way, as I talk through these things, if you're an experienced flipper or and you've got some, some things to add to this equation, please do. Please send them along to uh, flippingquestions at gmail.com or you can go right to our website uh, and it will link, if you link to the Anchor site where we actually record the, the podcast, uh, there's a place for you to record a audio uh, uh, version of that or send me an email. Send me the audio version if you just want to talk about it because um, I know other people have have a lot of things out there but my point here is is much like that football coach I'm I'm getting ready for the game and the and, and in this mind my mindset here getting ready for the game here is not hitting a blocking sled or studying game film it's actually breaking down the vehicle that we have and understanding what we have and then trying to figure out what we need to fix what we can't ignore what's a deal breaker and what's an, an inexpensive fix what are some of the, the best places uh, to spend money or spend time, and we'll go over that. Must we'll start again at the top uh, with the uh, the cosmetic repairs on the exterior. Now, uh, we started off with the body, and uh, I I talked about uh, paint fade. This is something I see a lot. I buy a lot of older, older Hondas and older Toyotas if I can get them. Uh, uh hyundai's and and it ain't really any any kind of vehicle when you get up around the, the two hundred thousand mile mark a lot of times you're going to see especially here in the south the paint has faded we don't deal with rust here as much as we we did back when i when i lived in ohio but uh well hardly at all we rarely see rust unless the vehicle came from up north but we do see a lot of faded paint and sometimes that can be ignored, depends on what price point you're, you're working in. Uh, sometimes it can be repaired, and it can be a fairly inexpensive uh, repair if you're the one doing the work, depends on, on what level you uh, want that vehicle to come out at. But know what you're dealing with, you know, you clean your car up so you know what it looks like when it's clean. And you may need to do some paint work or hire it out if you hire it out it's going to be expensive um, but the fact is uh, can that be a deal breaker absolutely if somebody's looking for a real pretty car that's not a real pretty thing um, it's not but it, it usually is is in the price range you know that, that they would ex- expect it if you're selling a 2000 dollars car you're probably going to see that uh, body damage that that sometimes can be ignored again if you're selling it in a less expensive uh, range, it, it can be ignored, but like I said in uh, a couple of episodes back, it also can be an inexpensive, easy fix because a lot of times what we see is body damage. I just saw one this morning, uh, actually a 2020 vehicle, and had had some body damage, but but it was really just damage to the plastic parts of the vehicle and one of the headlights. The headlight could be replaced. The headlight assembly could be replaced. And the plastic part was an easy fix that I think I think this one could have been fixed with uh, with the technique that I talked about. Uh, either it was either on a, on the site on the, on the episode of I think forty seven something like that, or or it was in our blog post. You'll find blog posts at flippinggenius.com where we write about that. But you can use a either a heat gun. Or even sometimes a, a hair dryer and warm up that plastic and reshape it. And this one actually could have done that. Um, there's also some things you can do if you get a um, a, a, a dent in a uh, a door or sometimes a the rear fender. You can use a deflated soccer ball and put it in there and then pump it up with a uh, with an air compressor and it'll pop those dents right out. You can also use uh, some uh, suction cups. You can pick those up. Uh, Probably a lot of places, but but I got mine at uh, Harbor Freight. Um, they are not a uh, they they are not an affiliate of ours, but they we do have links to them on our our uh, resources page because they have got a lot of good cheap uh, tools. Just went over and brought a bought a mini sledgehammer yesterday. Um, uh, but that's that's a there's some quick fixes that you can do sometimes with bodywork, and if you can do them, do do them. Uh, it's worth the time. If you uh, are selling in a very inexpensive area, you can sometimes uh, forget about some body damage. You say hey, it's got a little dent up here. Just you know, disclose it, be aware of it, and don't make it don't make it the center point. But if you're in a, a higher price mark, it could be a deal breaker. So be aware of that. The windshield. Uh, I, I looked at about twenty cars this morning, and I think four of them had cracked windshields. But to me. That's an easy one. That's 200 bucks. Uh, give 200 bucks to Big Al. He's my window guy. Talked about him before. He comes out to my place and takes out the old windshield, puts in a new windshield, reattaches the rearview mirror, and he's on his way. Uh, 200 bucks is a lot to spend if you're if you're buying cars for 400 and trying to sell them for 1100. Um So you might you might look for ones that where the windshield crack is not in the uh, in the view of the driver. But some states won't allow that. Some states, uh, Alabama, we can sell a car with a broken windshield. Uh, But some states wouldn't pass the inspection. So keep that in mind. But uh, check. Everybody doesn't have a big owl. Um, Find out what it's going to cost you to have that done. And, of course, find the, the least expensive way to do it. But usually a windshield is going to be a deal breaker for a lot of people. Um, so I, I would uh, definitely keep your eyes open for that. Uh, trim pieces on vehicles. A lot of this is just appearance. One of the vehicles I uh, was trying to buy this morning had the grill, uh, the, just that plastic grill off the front of this uh, Chrysler. And I I could pick that up for probably less than uh, $30 on CarPart.com. But we talked about them another link on resources page and have it shipped right to me and I can put that on myself. So I didn't buy that vehicle, but if I did, that would have probably been the first thing I did because it's, it's such a easy fix and it's such a detriment to the appearance. Um, so usually it's an inexpensive fix. So if you, if you, if you've got uh, some trim missing, some plastic trim, try to replace that. It, it probably will make your price go down. So, um, Headlights, most of the vehicles that I look at have cloudy headlights. Unless the headlight assembly has been replaced, if I see a shiny headlight assembly on a vehicle with 180,000 miles on it, I assume that there's been some vehicle damage to it. Um, Sometimes people just replace them, which is a good idea because you have better visibility. Um, And we talked about headlights, talked about headlight assemblies. Uh, back in uh, episode 46, 47, something like that. Um, sorry, I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, when we were talking about where you can buy parts, and headlight assembly was actually one of the, the items that we talked about. And there's you can buy brand-new headlight assemblies for vehicles, uh, Again, a pair of them. I think we were looking at 120 bucks for a pair of them. So that, that could be a fix that is worth it, especially if you're, you're looking to sell a vehicle for 3,000, 4,000 or more, because that's, that's a, a big appearance thing, but you can also use some cleaner. And in fact, I sometimes have used uh, just toothpaste to, uh, to, to redo the headlights and they come out looking pretty doggone good. It's not as good as the brand new ones, but if you're trying to cut costs, that's a a good, inexpensive uh, remedy. And I, prefer not to just ignore that i I like to i like to if i can make them look better i'm going to make them look better and if the money is is if i can if i can spend 120 bucks and increase my price by 300 it's something i'm going to do um there's a lot of other cosmetic issues um to the exterior but that covers most of them i think and i think that's the gist of it if you can fix it fix it and I do a lot of the stuff myself, but maybe you've got a team that that does it. That changes your your price uh, naturally if you're having to pay somebody else to do it. Um, Let's take a look at the interior. Um, Again, what we're trying to do is prepare this vehicle so it is game ready. That's the the idea. And on the interior, you've got upholstery. Um, Naturally, if you've got torn up upholstery, I've seen that a lot, if there's just... Sometimes it's not even a matter of miles, but usually, if you got two hundred thousand miles on a car, a lot of times you'll see the the seats are torn up. You can buy seat covers, um, and that's that's a, a fix that looks pretty decent. Um, the only reason you're not going to do that if you're if you if you're selling real low end, then you can ignore it. But most likely, you're going to want to at least clean the upholstery. If it if it just needs to be cleaned and it's cloth, you can buy some uh, carpet cleaner. And, uh, that's usually what I would use and clean that, clean that, uh, uh, that cloth to get any stains out and also odors. That's a, that's another issue. Same thing with, with your carpet, um, carpet cleaning, uh, the same thing that you would work in your house. Um, find one that you like, we're, we're checking them out. I'm going to do some reviews on carpet cleaners, probably on a, a blog in the next, uh, couple months. And, uh. And if you've got if you've got some, you recommend, hey, send me send those to me. I'd really appreciate it. Um, I want to take a look at, at some ones that I can't get in the store. So if you are if you work with uh, like Amway or one of these other companies that, that do direct sales, I would be interested in in seeing what you've got. So if you've got something like that, send it, send it to me at uh, send me information at flippingquestions at gmail.com. I'd like to I'd like to know more about other cleaners, or if you've got a cleaner that you really, really recommend, I used to use this stuff called tough stuff, but I don't, I don't like it anymore. Um, if you, if you're like me and you can't smell, make sure that once you get it all cleaned up, that it smells good because that's, that's a, that's pretty vital. I like think I said before, always look up. If, if the headliner has fallen down, that's a bad deal. And I can't tell you how many vehicles I have fixed some slightly falling headliners i use a regular stapler not a not a not a a, uh industrial stapler but just a uh, office stapler and i'll staple them around the edge and it you know looks pretty good i mean now again i'm talking about cars less than two thousand dollars usually that i run into that but but some of the older cars will have a have a headliner falling down and that that can that can really be a detractor so if there's a way to do a, a reasonably easy repair, uh, go ahead and do that. You don't really want to ignore that because these these cosmetic things can really be deal breakers because people are going to be sitting in that car, and if they don't, they think it smells. If it looks bad, they're not going to like it. Um, the dash, if you've got a if you've got a a cracked dash, you're going to find like there's one here's one example Dodge trucks, uh, Dodge uh, the big Ram trucks. The uh, they I don't know if the brand new ones are like this, but they historically have always had bad cracks across their dashboard, and it didn't mean it was a bad truck, it's just the sun just cracks them. So, because that's such a common thing, you can go to uh, Amazon, um, probably lots of places, and you can buy dashboard um, covers that go over the top of the dashboard, and it's uh, it's just a it's it's kind of like a seat cover. But it'll have all the, you buy, you buy the right one. So it, it uncovers all the, the vents. So that your air conditioning and your defroster and everything can, can blow out. And that, that gives you a good look. Um, that's a, that's an easy fix. I think it costs around 20 bucks, something like that. Um, so that's definitely worth doing. I would not, I would not avoid that. If you've got a bad cracks on your dashboard, I, I'll try to get that repaired, but that's the best way to fix it. I know of. Um, if you, if you're, more skilled than me. You could probably do a dashboard replacement. That gets extensive. Um, And then inside, uh, and this is kind of mechanical, but the features like the power windows, power locks, power seats, radio, make sure all that stuff works. Um, It's, it's usually fairly inexpensive to, to do those repairs. Sometimes you're going to have to do a window motor or something like that, but it is probably worthwhile doing it because it's going to be, probably a deal breaker i looked at a vehicle this morning front doors front windows worked back windows didn't on that vehicle if i had bought it i did not i probably wouldn't have fixed them probably because chances are the guy that buys it might not use the back windows and if he does then he could he could put the the window motors in but so that's something that's something i might ignore if i was in that price range which that was going to be a vehicle that was going to sell for twenty five hundred dollars Um, if I bought it right. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back again. We're going to go into the mechanical side of this equation. So now we're going to get under the hood. Now, remember what we're doing here is trying to make sure that we are ready for when our potential buyer comes. Uh, We know what we've got and we are ready to present our our best face um, by emphasizing what's good, but be aware of what, what's bad too. Uh, you gotta know your vehicle. Mechanically, uh, as I mentioned before, tires are important. One of the first things people see before they even look under the hood, they're gonna look at those tires. If you've got, uh, tires with some tread on them and you're selling the vehicle at a very inexpensive price, two to $3,000, you got 50% tread wear left on the vehicle and the vehicle rides. All right. That can be fine. Um, but a new set of tires, as we talked about in uh, episode 48, and I went into more detail on the blog that I posted on the flippinggenius.com. Uh, new set of tires can cost anywhere from, like, what was it, 220 bucks for that Toyota Camry up to less than $400 for the SUV we were looking at. So it, it can be very worthwhile, especially if you're trying to get the most money. And if you look at the numbers, there definitely was a, uh, a fix that was worth spending some money. If you got it, if you got no money <laughs> deal, deal with that. We'll talk about that too. Um, I think, I think that's an episode we've got coming up. We're going to talk about how to deal with a lack of funds, where to find funds, things like that, but I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, but remember, tires can be deceptive, so you want to drive that car and make sure that you're getting a good ride from your tires, even if they have great tread. Uh, it, the only reason you're not going to do something with bad tires if you're looking at a real low-end deal or if you're sending it back to the auction. But even then, at the, the new tires can draw a better auction price, and they definitely can be a, a, a deal-breaker. Uh, your brakes are something you're going to have to have repaired. If you've got bad brakes, they've got to be repaired. If you know how to do it yourself, fantastic. Otherwise, it's going to be something you have to pay for, and that can get expensive. So, But you've got to have brakes for safety purposes. Um, the battery, if you've got a vehicle that doesn't start, um, in, in Episode 48, we talked a little bit about how you might even be able to get a free one. I'm not going to go into that again, but it's possible to get a free uh, battery. I think I did it twenty-two times last year, <laughs> so so it's very very possible, um, and it's not something you want to ignore. If you've got a you got a vehicle, you've got to jump start every time that you show it to somebody, uh, or if they're going to have to jump start it the next morning, they're not going to be happy. And you want a happy buyer because your happy buyers are going to send more folks to you. I don't know if you know that yet, but something you definitely realize that you'll have repeat customers because if you're honest with people, they will keep coming back to you. It's a, a beautiful thing. And it definitely a, a simple battery can be a deal breaker because that that will basically taint the entire vehicle in the eyes of the buyer. Um, lights that are on, on the dash, uh, your check engine light, your ABS light, your traction control lights, all of these can be deal breakers, especially if you can't explain them. I, I work with my mechanic, and I've sold a lot of vehicles that have... The check engine light I live and work in Alabama, we don't have the same restrictions they do in other states, a lot of states would require that none of those lights be on so disregard everything I'm saying there if, if that's your state you got to know those rules. Um, but the fact is that in, in an older vehicle, a lot of times the check engine light is going to come on and it's going to stay on. It's almost impossible to get it to go off. I know on my personal vehicle it is. It drives me crazy because um, my cruise control will only work on that vehicle if the check engine light is off. And, and short of doing some pretty expensive work on a vehicle that runs great, it, it, it doesn't make sense. So if I was going to sell that car to somebody here in Alabama, I would not spend the money to repair it i would just explain to them i'd show them my records and i'd talk to my mechanic um and they would definitely that's that's a, you know that that's one of the questions how how do i overcome shortcomings one of the wins ways i do it is with just plain truth i let them read my code reader i let them talk to my mechanic and and i just tell them the truth if they don't feel uh safe with that if they don't feel comfortable with that then they they don't buy the vehicle, and that's fine because somebody else will, but um, but that's that's the case. If I can explain why that light is on uh, based on real factual information, then sometimes I won't repair them. Um, and sometimes the repairs are not crazy expensive, but um, it, it is is essential that, that they understand what that light's on on the dash fork. Um, and then we look at uh, serious the, the serious uh, side of mechanics, and, and I've talked to you before. I mean, I, I, you hear in the introduction, I am not a mechanic. I deal with Dennis Johnson, Dennis Johnson Auto Repair here in Harvest, Alabama, and I, I, he does not pay me any money to say this, but he, he bails me out, and uh, uh, his crew, Gary down there that's been on our podcast several times, helps me um, he's my eyes they're my ears they tell me what what I need to know so when I look at the running strength of the engine that's that's <laughs> that's the terms that I, I use I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to be anything that I'm not um, the fact is that that if the uh, if the vehicle is not running right I cannot ignore that I've got to get it running right um, that can be expensive, yes, it can be, but it's a deal breaker. That's absolutely something we got to do. The drivability of the transmission. Drove a vehicle this morning, beautiful Infinity SUV, just a beautiful car. It didn't have, it had reasonably low miles on it, about one hundred and fifty-seven thousand. Excellent looking car, and I drove it out in some place between uh, thirty miles per hour and. Forty miles per hour, it did some funky stuff, and I'm pretty sure it was a transmission. I did not want to buy that vehicle. I walked away because that is not something I want to get into. Um, if you if you know how to do those kind of repairs, it can open old doors for you. But you've got to have that repair before you sell it to an end user. Um, and the ride of the vehicle, it it could be something you could ignore uh, if it needs some minor repairs, and you can explain what those repairs are and just tell them I'm not going to do them because I'm selling this thing really cheap. But remember, you're going to have to sell it cheap. So chances are you're going to, you're going to lose a lot of money by not doing that repair. So you want to know what you've got. Make sure you take your vehicle out and take it on a good test drive yourself before you put somebody else behind the wheel. You don't want any surprises at all. Um, I guess this is, this is what I'm talking about being game ready. Make sure that you understand what your vehicle is. Do the repairs that you can do. Do them yourself if that's what you do. Have your team do them if that's what you do. But make sure that vehicle is road-ready and that you feel confident in what you're presenting before you actually get face-to-face with a potential buyer of your vehicle. I'm going to come right back, and we're going to talk about the other shortcomings that you've got to be prepared to deal with, and these are pregame game And actually, (laughs) halftime, you're going to recognize your shortcomings. Sometimes you don't know them until you get on that playing field, which is when you're looking eye to eye with somebody. I'll be right back. My dad used to say, why reinvent the wheel? He meant, if it's done right, there's no reason to redo it. And that was my first thought when I saw Jeremy Fisher's digital video training course and text 3-Hour Flip and 3-Hour Flip Academy. Jeremy Fisher is a long-time successful car flipper and a tremendous communicator with over 2 million downloads of his materials online already. In 3-Hour Car Flip Academy, Jeremy walks you through car flipping from how to find deals, how to analyze deals, how to maximize your profitability, how to market and sell your vehicles, and then how to build on your success. Like I've said before, Jeremy Fisher has built his course right so why reinvent the wheel when jeremy visited with me on episode 42 of flipping genius he agreed to allow our listeners to get lifetime access to his digital training three-hour flip academy with a copy of the three-hour flip e for just 49 dollars that's a one-time fee of less than 50 bucks frankly you ought to make 10 times that amount from your very first flip Go to our website to get this special deal. Visit www.flippingenius.com with one G, Flippin' Genius, and click on the Resources tab at the top of the page. Then click on the More Great Stuff tab on our Resources page, and it'll take you to Jeremy's $49 deal. Now, if that's more clicks than you want to make, or if you have a question, just send an email to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com, and I'll get you an answer and the direct link to 3 hour flip academy. Okay, we're back. Thanks again to Jeremy Fisher for uh giving us the opportunity to market his class. I'm 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 really honored by that. It's a great class and he's given us a great deal on that. I hope you take advantage of it. Um so we've talked about our vehicle and we got our vehicle ready to go. We know its strengths, we know its weaknesses, and we're ready to communicate about it. Um, Now we take a look at us and what are our shortcomings, because that's the key. Just like I said, Coach Saban knows what the Alabama Crimson Tide can do and what they can't do, what they do well and what they don't do well enough. He doesn't just know his opponent. He knows himself and his team and even his coaching staff, strengths and abilities, He knows how to emphasize those, and that's what we're talking about here. So the first thing, let's take a look at, we know about this vehicle, but what about your selection? Do you have a lot of different vehicles? Some of you do. Uh, Some of you just have one vehicle. I know a lot of you guys are just flipping one vehicle at a time, and that's fine. Because the chances are, if they called you about a, a little SUV that you're selling, they're looking for a little SUV. If they called you about a sedan that you have to sell, they're looking for a sedan. They called about a '57 Chevy that you have repaired and are flipping. Chances are they look they want a '57 Chevy, so you're probably all right. Um, but if it's a strength, play that up. Play that up when you market. If it's a weakness, keep this in mind. I know we've talked about it before. If you build relationships and somebody comes and looks at your little SUV and they say, "Well, really, I'm looking for a sedan." But I saw this, and I thought I'd come check it out. If you've got a relationship, you might be able to flip your buyer to one of your contacts and pick up a, a sale there. So that's another way. We've talked about that in past episodes, way to make more money. Um, but just be who you are. And who you are could be good enough, but if you can make who you are even better by building a network of referrals with other flippers, it can be greater. And that's something that we're going to learn more about, those of you who participate in our Flipper forum, you're gonna learn more about those kind of opportunities in there, not just for me, but from Flippers all around the country. Um, a financing capability. Do you finance uh, in house or do you deal with banks? Um, if you have capabilities like that, it opens up other doors for you, other avenues. Um, I don't. I, I don't finance. It, it's not because I don't have the capability or the ability, I don't want to do it. <laughs> now, I do work with some lenders, and I do have that type of opportunity, and I do have some referrals that I can refer somebody to a, uh, a dealer who will do in-house financing, and they may give me a little kickback on that, uh, but I pretty much stay away from it. I try to steer folks, if they're going to do a financing, try to go to, to a credit union or maybe one of the Small lenders that I deal with, but I try to actually talk people out of borrowing money against the car because uh, it's just something I try to do myself. Uh, what about your location? If you've got a location that's hard to find, if you're on the wrong side of town, is there a way to overcome that? I'll tell you one thing that I've started to realize. This crazy COVID stuff, you may have to do something a little different. So I'm actually... Uh, Considering offering bringing a vehicle to somebody, if if we get in the conversation, and I'm finding that they can't come to me, you may have to make that kind of uh, change because our our world's changing around us. But uh, think about that. But also think about your safety. If you, I don't, you know, I'm in I'm in Alabama and in, in a rural area. Uh, I'm not worried too much about uh, the crime. But if you're in a Big city where crime occurs, make sure that you think about that. Um, what about your communication abilities? Uh, this is something that you know we don't talk a lot about on here, but uh, then again, I guess we we have we've had a few coaches, uh, had, had a coach, uh, Thulstrup on here talking about um, marketing ability. I've got a uh, another uh, some other folks that are coming this year that are going to talk to us more about about our ability to market and sell ourselves. Um, and my key here is just work on it. You deal with what you've got, but try to make it better. That's that's hitting the blocking sled, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> and then the next thing I want to talk about is availability. Um, like I said earlier, a lot of folks are, are flipping one vehicle at a time and they're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week at another job because that's the kind of people that do this stuff. The kind of people that, that get after it, they keep getting after it. They're trying to hustle and make a buck. And that's, God bless you, man. God bless America, because that's what it's built around, isn't it? And, and that's the kind of people that listen to the flipping genius. And I know you're dealing with it. You're dealing with with what you've got to do. But another way you might be able to, to help get help there is maybe get a partner that has better uh, timing. If you just don't have time, if you're running into that, or you just don't have time to show a vehicle. You might look for a way to resolve that issue. Um, but the key is know who you are, know what your strengths are, and and sell to your strengths. Know what your vehicle is, know what its strengths are, sell to its strengths. But know its weaknesses too. Don't let the potential buyer surprise you with it. And if you do, you're going to be able to overcome almost any shortcoming if it's within reason. Um, if you like more information about this, if you'd like, if you like this, my notes, I'd be happy to send them to you. Just send it to flipping questions at gmail.com. And just ask me for the notes. I've got an outline of what I just talked about. And if you've got questions about anything that we just talked about, send it, send it to me. Um, you know, this is the start of season two of flipping genius. And I'm so excited. And so thankful for you, For listening to it, the one thing that you'll find consistently in 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 season two, season one, and I hope in season thirty-seven, if there is a thirty season thirty-seven, we will continue to focus on our number one goal, and that is to help our listeners make more money. That that will never change. Uh, the 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 way we're going to do this is we're going to consistently release our podcast each week. That's one of the things. Each week you can come back and you will expect to hear more information. Sometimes it will be uh, interviews with other people. Sometimes it will be just me. Um, but each week I'm going to try to bring value to you each week that will help you make more money. If you'll listen, I believe that there's something in there every single week that will help you do that. Um, I'm going to consistently release additional content, too. To, and it all is going towards that to support that number one goal of that program of helping you make more money. There'll be articles and additional details. Like for instance, we did a, a episode back in I believe forty eight where we talked about uh, my five favorite ways to uh, to improve your flip, and and one of them was uh, new car new tires. And I I went on to write. An article a blog about tires and and give you some idea of of how i go about that and that's that's available on the website so we'll continue to to do articles and additional details about topics and and reviews of products too and and reviews of sites and other services that are of interest to our listeners Uh, and we'll post them on our blog page if you look at the top of the page at flippinggenius.com They'll say blog, click on blog, and you will read all of our, our blog posts. You'll also find them on our Facebook page and our LinkedIn page, and we'll also post them on Twitter. Don't do a lot of t- on Twitter, but if I, if I read a blog, I always post it on there. Um, so follow us on all these places. I, we also have our own YouTube channel Flipping Genius YouTube channel. So we'll do videos to motivate and inform our listeners. We've done that in the past. We're going to continue to do that. And I think we're going to probably bring on some guests on those videos too. And you'll be able to find those uh, at our website and all of our social media outlets. And if you subscribe to the YouTube channel every single time we we, uh, post one, you'll be notified of it. Um, We're going to grow our Flipping Genius used car Facebook groups these give our listeners a local place to sell and buy their flips. And if you want to be involved in growing and managing a flip uh, a flipping genius group in your area, just reach out to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com and ask me what it's all about. Ask me what you can do. Uh, this is this 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 is not a paid for thing. We, we we don't pay you and you don't pay us. This is this is some a way for all of us to make more money, and if you want to be involved. The more involved you are, the more money you're going to make from this. Um, Reach out to me and ask me any questions you you have about that. We've got uh, 18 of them right now. We continue to grow them. If you don't have one in your area, uh, contact me about that. If you do have one in your area and you'd like to get involved, let me know. Um, You can just search that on Facebook. Go to Flipping Genius Groups and you'll find all of them right there. Um, Our biggest one has... So about 30,000 members in it, and we've got some brand new ones that are just getting off the ground. Um, invitations also will be going out this Thursday, which is January 7th, and, and January 8th, Friday. January 8th, we will send out, we so finally, and I'm, for those of you who have already asked for an invitation, I'm, I apologize that it hasn't come out yet, but I wanted to make sure this was done right. So we, we'll send invitations out for our flipping forum group. Um, this is a, a, a new free group but it is private and it's by invitation only and this in this group uh, car flippers just like you at all levels can share their experiences their insights their contacts and other information with each other to help us all make more money so if you're interested in that send me a send me an invitation request at flippingquestions@gmail.com at gmail.com just ask to be invited to the flipping Uh, forum group and i'll send you an invitation and that those will go out later this week if you're listening to this later on which is fine send me a request and we'll invite you to the to the group and hopefully by the time that comes in you will see a big full grown uh all grown up group it's we're just getting it started but there'll be some good stuff on there i promise um, it'll help. It'll help us all, including me. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to interacting with everybody. So the invitations will go out at the end of the week. Um, we're going to expand our uh, Flipping, Re- Flipping Genius resources page. Our resources page at FlippingGenius.com. Make sure you're, you're spelling that F L I P P I N G E N. I-U-S, only one G in there, (laughs) FlippinGenius.com. It already includes over 50 helpful hints uh, to information, discounts, and resources that will help our listeners save time and make and save money. I expect to double both the size and the value of that this year. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. That's a big, big, put a lot of effort in that, and, and it is there to help you make more money. And this season, I'll be adding three more levels of support for for our listeners. These programs will be specifically designed to help you make or take your business to the next level through a combination of systems that have been proven to create the results you personally desire for your business and your life. So everybody doesn't desire the same thing, but we can get there by using these tools. Keep tuning into Flipping Genius to hear more about the development and release of these programs. I'm really excited about bringing this to you. It's going to happen soon, this second season. 2021 is going to be an awesome year. Hey, thank you for listening to the Flipping Genius podcast. To hear all of the episodes, just search Flipping Genius wherever you hear podcasts. Or go to www.flippinggenius.com. And you'll also be able to read all of our blog posts, link to our Flipping Genius YouTube channel, and benefit from our resources pages. Now, like I told you, there's over 50 episodes already on there. You can listen to them all, or you can listen to them one at a time. Get <laughs> can't do them all at one time, I don't think. Uh, hey, be sure to save us as a favorite. Subscribe to Flipping Genius on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to never miss an episode that way. Please leave a five-star rating for us. It really does help. And and share Flipping Genius on Facebook and any other social media. Tell your family and your friends and and talk about us wherever you are around any other humans with ears. Just constantly talk about Flipping Genius. (laughs) Act like you're related to me. (laughs) It really helps. It helps because the bigger our numbers get, the better the deals that I negotiate for us can be on our resources page. And and it's true. I mean, you can save money, make money, save time on that resources page. And I keep working on that. It takes a lot of my effort, and I'm going to keep growing that for us. And, and send an email to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com to ask any questions, to request an invitation to our new Flippers Forum group, to request that we start a Flipping Genius used car Facebook group in your area. Uh, or if you want to get involved in it, let me know that. And send me comments, suggestions, stories, or anything else that you'd like to share. Hey, thank you for listening. Let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses.